It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus chapter one of little tales of the desert by Ethel Twycross Foster. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter 1 Christmas on the Desert. Mary was worried. Tomorrow would be Christmas. Christmas! A day always spent close to New York City that place where Santa Claus obtained all the contents of his wonderful pack. Here she was, out in the heart of the great Arizona desert. Her little head was sorely puzzled over many things. Around her were sand, rocks, and mountains. No snow, no ice, save on the tops of the distant peaks. How was Santa to draw his gift-laden sleigh over barren stretches of sagebrush and sand? Besides, he surely would be far too warm with his heavy fur coat and cap, to say nothing of the poor reindeer who could scarcely live in such a country. Mary and her mother had joined her father at his mine, where they were going to spend the winter, sleeping in a tent, eating in a tent, but spending the remainder of the time out of doors under the clear blue sky and breathing the sweet, pure air. Mary enjoyed all these things, and no troubled thought crossed her mind until the approach of Christmas. She sought counsel with her mother, but Mother merely looked wise and said, Wait. Mothers, somehow, seemed to know all about these things, and Mary had great confidence in hers, and so she ceased to worry, but still she wondered. Christmas Eve at last arrived, and Mary, with many misgivings, retired early, as children often do, in order to hasten the coming of the day. She slept well, but awoke just as the sun came peeping up from behind the distant mountains. She sat up on her cot very suddenly and rubbed her eyes. What was that rapidly moving object coming over the brow of the nearest hill? She hurried into her clothes and went out. As the speck came nearer, it began to take definite form. But how strange! What did it all mean? Mary stood and stared with wide-open eyes. Quickly, it came nearer and nearer, and presently rolled over the nearest rise and swung up in front of the camp. Mary had seen many interesting sights during her short life of six years, but never one so strange. 
First came twelve little burrows with harnesses nearly hidden by holly berries, while behind was the queerest chariot that ever popped out of a fairy tale. The wheels were covered with blue and yellow flowers, and above was an immense Spanish dagger with the center removed, and in its place stood the same dear old Santa Claus whom Mary had seen every year of her life. Mary had never before seen him in his desert costume. Instead of his warm fur coat, he wore a khaki coat and trousers with high top boots, a bright red scarf around his neck, and a wide sombrero hat. Below the hat peeped out the same kindly bright eyes above the rosy cheeks and snowy white beard. Beside him, instead of the usual evergreen tree, a large, queer, crooked-limbed Joshua tree was standing. It was literally laden with presents, and all was lighted up, not with candles or wax tapers, but with the crimson blossoms of the Spanish dagger, and on every dagger point was hung a gift. There were grown-up presents for father and mother and the cook and the miners, and there was a real doll with blue eyes and teeth that said, Papa, and Mama, and cried exactly like the dolls found in faraway New York. There was a tea set and a little khaki suit. There was a cute little set of furniture made from cactus burrs, to say nothing of the delicious cactus candy and other sweetmeats which must have come from a faraway town. Santa descended with a bow and a smile to all, distributed the gifts, joined them for a moment at breakfast, for the dear old man works very hard and gets hungry, and then with a cheery, Merry Christmas to all, he was off again, leaving behind one of the little burrows named Bethel, for Mary's own use. As he sped away over the sand toward the next camp, Mary gave a sigh and turned to her mother with a happy laugh, saying, I guess Santa looks after the little girls and boys everywhere, doesn't he, Mama? End of chapter 1